Welcome to the Fearless Mom Podcast, where our goal is to give practical tips and tools to help moms actually enjoy parenting. Whether you're watching or listening by yourself or you're with a group, we're just so glad that you've joined us. And remember, we never want to add to your already long to-do list. We just want to help you be intentional with what you're already doing. Hi, guys. We're so glad that you're joining us for another episode of the Fearless Mom Podcast. I'm Julia Fortman, the Fearless Mom Administrator, and I'm here today with Julie Richard. So excited to be back. Um, confession, for anybody who listened to the last podcast, Julia and I um, spoke after we both listened to it and said, wow, it sounded like we were either really tired <laughs> or on some medication that really relaxed us. And um, uh, we are... We are typically pretty um, high-strung individuals, so it was pretty funny to play it back. But we did get an email from someone who wanted to set up a remote group in British Columbia, so we connected at least with one person. through the, That's right, because they've been listening to the podcast. So uh, we are sorry we were not asleep. We did not video that from, um, uh, you know. A hospital bed. Yes, although that is kind of what it sounded like. And so uh, confession, guys, I'm super... Um, not anxious. I am sensitive. I am aware that I talk fast and I talk loud and I talk with energy. And so I can feel myself sometimes. I, well, I tell myself in my head, settle down, you know, reel that in girl. <laughs> and so I think it comes out sometimes as um, a little more controlled than I feel it is yes. or a little more subdued. Let me say that. <laughs> yes. so we were excited to be joining you, but it may have sounded like we were trying to do one of those um, podcasts where they try to help you get to sleep. That's what I felt like we were trying to do. Julie, a maybe one. we helped people get to sleep this past week. Maybe, maybe that's it, guys. It's not the purpose of our podcast, <laughs> but I hope that somehow, you know what? God takes everything <laughs> and uses it he for can good. He use it for his glory and our good. And maybe it did relax some people. So that's good. <laughs> we added some calm to your day. So um, today, though, we're going to talk about um, parenting and the parenting pendulum. We're going to hit really what the purpose of our <laughs> podcast is. Not parenting. To, yeah, parenting. Really? Go figure. Not just to help you fall asleep, but to help you sleep better because you know that you are doing your best as a mom and you're being the best mom that you can be. How yes. about that? Perfect. I mean, I, let's see, at, when we record this, it is, what is this month? January 2021. And Mac and I always start the year with a whole 30 or some kind of structure to our eating after the holidays because we've had let's just say a lack of structure to our <laughs> eating during the holidays and it's not because I'm trying to lose weight or we're trying to um you know be uh ultra you know thin or anything like that even though that that'd be a nice bonus maybe to uh be more fit at the end of it but it's really for us about um, putting structure and um, self-control back into our lives after a season. A reset. Of, yes, a reset. After a season of eating whatever I want. This is what I've noticed about my eating during the holidays in particular. I will go in the kitchen and, and we've got food everywhere during the holidays, particularly when all the kids are home. And so I will eat something salty. Well, then obviously I need something sweet. And then after I eat that sweet, I'll will clearly need something salty mm -hmm. and the back and forth continues and I'm not working that off as I walk back to the kitchen every time <laughs> that does not measure out right 
But what I found is if I can find the perfect treat, like for instance, chocolate covered pretzels, salty and sweet. But I found if you're in Austin, the best balance of salty and sweet. It is the salted butterscotch pot de creme at Perla's on South Congress. It I think is, I have to go. Oh, it's amazing. It Keep in mind, I haven't been in over a year, but it is. So it may not be on the menu <laughs> it anymore? It may not be on the menu. They may look at you like you have three heads, but let me tell you something. Or it's like the perfect you know, balance. You know the secret. Maybe it's an inside dessert. thing. Maybe yes. so. Maybe it's. So yeah. say it again. It is the, the pot de creme. It's salted butterscotch pot de creme. And I love it because it is the perfect balance of salty and sweet. But I think when it comes to parenting, we are always trying to find the perfect balance. And in reality, there's no such thing. You're not going to find people are, how do you balance work and home? How do you balance marriage and family, you know, parenting? How do you balance, you know, uh, play and order and today versus tomorrow or a toddler and a newborn. How do you find mm-hmm. the balance? And mm-hmm. I, I think balance mm-hmm. may be a myth. I think what we're looking for is a healthy rhythm. And I think the difference is, I believe that balance is um, static. You know, it, it, it's, it's not moving. It's, um, is that the word for static? Mm-hmm. Does static mean it's not moving? Right, right. Isn't that what yeah. I'm looking for? But what we're looking for, we know that we're growing and changing. Our kids are growing and changing. Parenting is a series of seasons. And so it's never going to be static. In reality, we're looking for a good rhythm. Mm -hmm. And so the picture that we draw is the parenting pendulum. So if you think of an old grandfather clock or a big clock where it's a tick-tock and it's swinging back and forth, it's just a little movement. But the little movement Look, I'm even getting, it's almost like you're hypnotizing mm-hmm. someone because it brings you peace. I think our peace in parenting is going to come from discovering our rhythm with our parenting pendulum. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And maybe that's why our, our first podcast was so monotone because we were recording all of the parenting pendulum introduction videos. That is so true. It was after <laughs> we recorded those videos. And so we were finding that peace and yes. that rhythm. Yeah. Yes. And we were, we were living there. We were in it. But I think some seasons, the parenting pendulum swings far to the right mm-hmm. and far to the left. And that is totally natural and totally normal. When you have a newborn, there's no such thing as finding rhythm <laughs> when you're trying to find you can just sanity. <laughs> yes. And, and so... Or, or you've just moved, or you have a new job, mm-hmm. or you um, just started a new school. Whatever it is, you understand parenting is a series of seasons, and I will do my best. My goal is the subtle rhythm, the peaceful rhythm, but I understand that my pendulum right now has swung far over to this side or far over to this side, but my goal is still the peaceful rhythm somewhere Mm -hmm. balancing in the middle. Mm -hmm. And one of the toughest parenting pendulum rhythms, I believe, is balancing today and tomorrow. We we know we're supposed to parent with a vision, with the long term in mind. We say that all the time in Fearless Mom. You know, you've got to keep the end goal in mind. And um, how old are your kids right now, Julia? 13, 11, and 8 in a week. 8. So 13, 11, and 8. And... So you are in the weeds right Mm -hmm. now of middle school and elementary, 
of behaviors and sibling, um, you know, relationships, friend relationships, but to zoom out and go, what is my long-term goal here helps you make those day-to-day decisions. It absolutely does. I think I've shared the story before when um, my youngest was about, I don't know, 15 months old and we were at the grocery store and she was throwing a fit that I'm certain you could hear in every corner of the store and I had to pick up whatever I had to get was for dinner that night. There was no way I couldn't avoid going and I had all three kids and my boys were dangling off the side of the cart and they had just put out Christmas um, candy and stuff everywhere that they were obviously hungry for and um, this elderly gentleman stopped me as I'm like frantically running through the, the produce trying to get done as fast as I could and he says I know it doesn't feel like it right now, but you're going to look back on this time and miss it. And I was pretty sure I wouldn't miss this particular moment, but that, that's hard. But I, I agree with what he's saying. I believe it's that clearly hindsight is 2020. And when we look back, when we're in the weeds, we have no perspective. Mm. We say that a lot in Fearless Mom too, parenting with perspective, zooming out and being around friends of different ages so that you can see what's going on from another perspective. And when you're in the weeds, when you're managing the tantrum in the store, when you are you know, another conversation with your eye-rolling teenager um, and you believe that he's a good kid and you believe that it's going to get better and you believe he's going to be an incredible adult. But right now, you are really restraining (laughs) from, you know, ripping his ear off and stuffing it up his nostril. That might be the laugh of recognition. Right. But but that's totally normal and totally natural. We just don't want to live there. So we can see it and go, you know what? I'm super frustrated right now. I'm exhausted right now. I don't like my child. I don't like this relationship right now. Nothing that I'm doing feels like it's working. We want to remind you, as we always do, number one, you're not alone. Number two, that's totally normal. But you don't have to stay there. So take a minute to zoom out. When you're in it, it's like when you're driving the car and you're going somewhere you didn't know you know you're having to use your gps you're going to a a new location a new destination you're dependent on your gps but when you're in your car you have no perspective you're just taking one turn at a time you don't know where you're going so sometimes we have the ability to pull over and zoom out on the map and go oh okay i'm halfway there oh okay i see i'm going to turn up here okay i can keep going So I believe sometimes when we're in the weeds of parenting, we do have to pull over and zoom out to gain perspective and to find the energy to keep going. Right. I think it's pretty significant. Her her fit was so bad. By the time I got to the checkout, people literally moved out of the line and were like, you can go ahead. And not because they were being nice, but because they didn't want to listen to her. They they (laughs) wanted you. They were as eager as you were for you to leave the store. That's right. Oh, I've been there. (laughs) I've been there. People clearing my way. Mm -hmm. And um, it it is, it's not a pleasant stage, but I remind you it is a stage. It It is is a stage. And I do think it's important to remember that it's a stage for those of us whose kids develop um, according to guidelines. But there are moms out there who have kids adult children with special needs who are dealing with this indefinitely and mm-hmm. um, our our sensitivity to that when you see a mom with a child um, you know pitching the fit or particularly if it's an adult child 
then we offer grace, extra kindness. Absolutely. And um, sensitivity and offer to get her a Starbucks or a snack. (laughs) You know, I I do think so. But we're managing the tension. We're trying to find that that, um, rhythm between enjoying today while equipping for tomorrow. We understand our responsibility is to prepare our children for the next 20 years, but we do want to enjoy Mm -hmm. the next you know, 20 minutes, but our, our job, we keep that long-term perspective while enjoying the today. So enjoy today while preparing for tomorrow. And it's, it it takes intentionality. Let me say that because oftentimes, like you said, we're just trying to get to the end of this grocery store run or to the end of the day or, you know, bedtime, please. Can I just make it till bedtime? That's totally normal and totally natural. You just don't want to live every day like that. So pull over, um, you know, my my thing right now, every afternoon, I have a cup of tea and I fix it in a real teacup and I have teacups. I, I feel so indulged, but I sit and not long. I mean, minutes. It's not an hour. It's not. In, and sometimes um, it's quicker than others. And I don't get to drink my whole cup of tea. But it's that pause in my day, pause for perspective. And it helps me see my day in the grand scheme of things because I can get very overwhelmed. I have an empty nest, but I get overwhelmed with work. I get overwhelmed with responsibilities. Um, when you have adult children, you have a different set of worries. It may not be the tantrums in the store. It's, um, you know, you're dealing with each child making life decisions and so I just pause for perspective with my tea in the middle of the day and um you know it's made a big difference we have another mom who who carves in toes up time every day I love that yes she has five kids and manages to five young children yes to carve out that toes up time where she's sitting legs propped up relaxed for whatever it is you know you gave some advice uh, a few years ago um of uh pausing for at about 15 minutes, like finish up whatever you're doing about 15 minutes before your kids are going to be home from school. Or if you know your kids are napping, usually about a certain amount of time, take 15 minutes to stop whatever you're doing, reset. That has been a game changer for me. I I mean, literally back things up until the moment I have to walk out the door. And I won't say I do it every day, but on the days that I do, I notice that it makes a big difference on my ability to then be present for my kids. Isn't it a game changer? I think I always say it's my time to switch gears. Mm -hmm. I go from running frantically to being fully present Mm -hmm. with them. And I started it a little late. They were in elementary school, a little older in elementary school. But I realized that it it changed how I handled everything. Mm -hmm. And so if, and I do realize that's a luxury, but if you can carve that time in, let's say that you are coming home from work, then try to schedule an extra 15 minutes on your, you know, when you get back from work, or if you can end your work day before pickup time, you know, 15 minutes, if, if you can work it in somewhere. Well, I think work has crept into our commutes now. Like, it'll be like, well, I can make that phone call while I'm on my way here, or I can follow up on this while I'm in traffic. And, and I think that even if you are working and you're driving home, you can make that commute your reset. Yes. Play the music that you want. Maybe that's where you stop and get your cup of tea to enjoy on the way yes. home. Um, Waiting in the carpool line. Yes. You, you know, in, instead of doing that extra load mm-hmm. of laundry, mm-hmm. if there's a way to just sit. We want to manage that tension between what is now and what is next. Mm-hmm. And being fully present and being able to see what is now. That That's a significant part of really mm-hmm. clearly seeing what is next. 
Right. I, I think it changes how you feel about it. And we know how you look at it changes how you feel about it. It changes how you deal with it. So if I can plan that pause in my day to pull over to get a reset, then I think that changes how I handle everything in the weeds. Yeah. Even now, definitely when I had children at home, but even now, you yeah. know, managing that tension between what is now, what is next, pulling over and going, let me enjoy right now. Am I enjoying right now? How could I enjoy right now? What yes. is it that I could do? So I think that's pretty significant. Okay, I have a question for you. Yes. About a way to help enjoy now. Mm-hmm. Hypothetical situation, of okay. course. Oh, sure. We would never <laughs> use our own personal never, family as never, an example. Never. Teenagers. Um, got one that loves to play video games and I've got a pretty good setup with Wi-Fi where I can turn it on and off at certain times Um, however he has learned how to create a hotspot with his phone and he can run even his Xbox off it and I don't have a way to control that aspect that has to come down to the honor system you know when Wi-Fi cuts off that you're supposed to be off so hypothetically speaking of course let's just say Two hours after he was supposed to be off, I came down and found him still on his Xbox. We have taken the Xbox away, and that, that's where we're at. So wh- what, would, what would your advice be to, I don't know, equip for tomorrow? Sure. Go through the pain of today. <laughs> right, right. How do I enjoy today with him? <laughs> yes, because number one, you're... You're hurt, you're um, offended, you're, are you joking me right now? You know, um, and so, oh, hey, props, man. That's what I would always tell my kids. Good try. (laughs) Just the wrong way. You're smart thinking. Mm -hmm. Let's just channel that towards something, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. uh, something um, good and right and true. Right. (laughs) So let's back up. Um, What's your goal with him? What is your goal? We want him to grow up to be a resilient, competent, independent adult. We want him to understand and embrace authority, responsibility, gratitude, and honesty. So he has violated some of those. He is showing understandable, age-appropriate, but unacceptable behaviors. So now I have to give negative consequences. So I'm now going to look at it. I'm not offended by it. I'm not, I'm, well, I am offended. I am afraid. I am all of those things. But I'm not going to let that play a part in my decision making here. So I'm not going to re- you know, react with emotion. I'm going to respond with wisdom. So let's look at that. Okay. He, number one, used the Xbox when I said he couldn't. So boom, that's an easy one. Take the Xbox away for X amount of time. Number two, used the hotspot. Um, my first question would be, where is his phone being charged? Is it charged in a... So right. it, it, could I change that by right. charging the phone in a central location, which we highly recommend? And then um, number three, th- remember, the phone is a great consequence. <laughs> and right. so now I'm going to say, I'm going to sit down with him and say, um, you know, I, I see that you were playing the Xbox when I asked you not to and that you used your phone for a hotspot. Number one, I'd say that was some clever problem solving. Number two, so far, dude, you've been an honest, um, hardworking kid that we could trust. I trusted you with a phone. I trusted you with the Xbox in your room. I know that's who you really are. You made a boneheaded decision here. So now we have to give consequences. That's our role as mom and dad. What do you feel like some good consequences would be? Because 
you were dishonest, you deliberately disobeyed with some premeditation, by the way, like right. there's some significant planning here. And I'm assuming he tried to hide it from you. Uh, no, he didn't. As soon as I walked in the door, he said to whoever he was playing with, um, I have to go now. Okay. And he did get write-offs because he knew he, he was did supposed get right to off. be. Okay. So, but he was trying to do it secretly. Yes. So, okay. So now we're going to... And I don't even know how long he would have played if I didn't come down. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Till the next day, which by the way is not uncommon. So right. props to you for going right. in, you know. So th- this is what I would say. Come up with consequences. Let him be a part of the consequences or deliver them. You don't have to let him be a part. I think with your kid, you guys have a good relationship. This is not a habit. This is something new. And I want to give him... Uh, an opportunity Mm -hmm. to um, say, help me understand this is not who you are. Identity-based parenting where you are not a bad kid. You are not a disobedient kid. You're a kid who made a bad decision. And so now this is, you know, something we're going to work through. We give consequences. Now, length of consequences depends on the child. And I'm going to tell you, you don't want to roll out all your powder at once. And so he did not um, commit a felony. He was, right. so save your, you know, you don't get your Xbox for a year and a half for the felony. But right now, get, to be quite honest, you want it to be uncomfortable, undesirable, but it doesn't have to be six months. Right. You know, do it where you get, you have room to grow right. if he does it right. again. Because the next time he does it, the consequence needs to be bigger. So if you give out all your consequence now, next time, you know, I'm not saying there is going to be a next time. I'm just saying we, <laughs> we want to be the ready. future here. Like what, what's happening? No, we want to be ready for next time. And so right. you deal those consequences then dispassionately um, without emotion. Here are the consequences, dude. And I, I believe in you. I feel like this is a boneheaded decision. I believe you're honest. I believe you're a hard worker. I believe you want to be a member of our family. But these are our house rules. And here it is. Mm-hmm. And then boom, now I'm going to be constructive with that time moving forward. The time that he would ordinarily be on Xbox, the time that he would ordinarily be on his phone. I'm going to be aware that he has more time now and I'm going to work on the relationship side. Yes, that's because such we a great know point. that the um, that effective discipline is built in a foundation of trust, which is all about relationship and time. Mm-hmm. And so rules with relationship build responsibility and respect. And that's what we want to do here. Rules without relationship, you know, build resentment and rebellion. And th- that's not who he is. I'm right. not worried about that. I li- thank you. I really appreciate that. The, the layer of consequence for now, but then using that time purposefully. Yes. That's very helpful. Yeah. I, I think, I think, moving forward I think with especially with him he's such a good kid you know and and we got to zoom out and not take it personally not panic oh my word he's going to be in juvie oh my word what else has he been doing that's not the point you caught him here we give a consequence we move on right and expect the best next time train up a child in the way he should go my job is not to anticipate everything It's, it's to train up a child in the way he should go I'm gonna um handle each behavior as it comes and I'm not gonna panic because I already have a plan. Right. Well, this particular hypothetical child is one of my strong-willed blessings. And I, I remember talking to you years ago about whatever I was dealing with at that time and saying to you, but everything I'm doing is not working. His behavior is not changing. And you are, it's, I've thought about this so much. It's not about changing the behavior. It's about asserting yourself as an authority figure. 
And so that was another reminder. It's not, I don't need to worry about, does the behavior change? I need to focus on reminding him, actually, I am the boss of you. Right. You know, what, what is the point? Well, again, zoom out. What's mm-hmm. the job? What, what's our job as parents? To equip our children, to prepare our children, to be resilient, independent, competent adults. And so now, it's discipline is not about fixing one behavior. It's about shaping a child's mm-hmm. heart. And we know that in Fearless Mom, at least, we focus on the four principles, the authority responsibility gratitude and honesty and almost all behavior when, when we see unacceptable behavior it's going to fit under one of those categories and so or, or more or more yes. yes but uh-huh. with him uh, right more than one mm-hmm. absolutely but it's going to fall basically under those you can and so with him with a strong will blessing I'm not trying to get her to stop that behavior because guess what with Emily there was no consequence that was greater than her getting her own way She wasn't going to say, oh, now that's worth it. It was about in that time of her life establishing I am the authority and I am authority that loves you and that wants the best for you. And so I'm going to give you a consequence, you know, a negative consequence because you have exhibited an unacceptable behavior. And then I would just give the consequence over and over again, rinse and repeat over and over and over and over (laughs) because again if I if I change the way I look at it I change how I feel about it change how I deal with it so if I I'm not trying to get her to stop that behavior I'm trying to remind her that I'm the authority and that obeying authority always works out better for you because eventually that's how I want her to approach her relationship with God like I don't understand why he said that I don't agree with what he said but I'm going to trust and obey And guess what? In life, we have natural consequences to our choices. That's the world we live in. So we're trying to prepare them for real life in that way. And so it is a shift in perspective. Because when we're in the weeds, when we're in the car, all we think about is that one behavior. But again, we want to pull over to the side of the road and go, what's my goal here? What's my end game? It's to raise competent you know, resilient, independent adults. And so that's the balance of prepping for tomorrow. And how do we enjoy today? One way is that cup of tea and looking at today. And another one is making a list of everything you're grateful for today. There's so much science that says it literally can change what's going on in your body, what, you know, the serotonin, everything that all the positive, um, you know, hormones and all that mm-hmm. that can be released when we are grateful, that will help you with it today. So pulling over, looking at it differently, having your cup of tea, listing everything you're grateful for, and then making sure you are friends with people in other stages of life, because just seeing their perspective and their perspective can help you see your life differently. People who are farther down the road, people who aren't yet where you are, it helps you to enjoy today. And and it's so significant. We have to be intentional about that. We won't drift into those friendships. We have to be intentional and see the value of those friendships. But we work to equip for tomorrow, but we work to enjoy today at the very same time. Yeah. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back and tackle this. I can't wait. I love it. It's making me want to go have my cup of tea. I bet. Well, and I think that another thing is being purposeful, like with this um, time that we wouldn't have normally had if he was playing video games. Yes. Okay. So how do we enjoy that time together 
at the same time. I, I After thank you, you give those consequences, and especially if you're yes. taking away, go, okay, now I have more of an opportunity yes. to work on the relationship, which we know is what tethers them. Yes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed this one. I, I love the reminder of the parenting pendulum of today and tomorrow. Actually, I think it's a life skill. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it applies for the rest of your life. always prepping for tomorrow while enjoying today that's great well thank you guys so much and we cannot wait to uh tackle you know what we've got coming up what we've got some marriage and oh that's always so good uh conflict conflict. yeah mac was really excited that i I asked him to talk about that yeah he he couldn't wait he couldn't wait and so we will um see you guys and check in with y'all later We're so glad you joined us today. You can get more resources and information at fearlessmom.com.